Welcome everybody, it's Baby Got Backlog, it's the show where we talk about games, my name's Andy. I'm Trevor, that's the fastest you have ever said that. Got a Baby Got Backlog going once, got a Baby Got Backlog going over here for eighteen ninety nine. got a Baby Got Backlog going over here for 1900 <laughs> And talk about games, 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 go, 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 once, go, 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 I don't know. I Trevor know. has news. Yeah, I, <laughs> I started playing a game and I knew that Andy was going to hate it, so I waited, like... It's been like two weeks I've waited to tell you that I've played this game because I know you're going to freak out. I'm not talking about it today so everyone can relax when I tell Andy that I got into Fortnite. <laughs> uh, he's getting up. He put his headphones down. I think Andy just quit the podcast. Well, but he, oh, he's not coming back. Okay, well, I guess it's just me and you, everybody. Um, so, so this week we're going to talk about Fortnite. Um, I've actually been doing pretty well. I've been, I've been winning. That's good. He's coming back with his head in his hands. He's disappointed in me. He's sitting down. He's. He's reluctantly putting his headphones back on, and he's back. Welcome back. Why'd you have to say that up top? Now I don't want to do the show anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I... tell me why. Okay, here's the why. So this is something that we've I've brought to the show before. So my dad and I, if you listen to the show, you know that my dad and I game to stay in touch. So... Up Thank until God recently, yeah. Up and up until recently, we've been playing Call of Duty Warzone, which uh, I, I I kind of enjoy. I enjoy because I play with Cozy and my dad. Cozy, if you're listening, text us. Um, but that's like that's like the only reason I get Call of Duty. Well, my dad and I have decided that we're no longer going to purchase Call of Duty because it's overpriced for what it is. Um, the updates are really big. You have to like manually install the updates and stuff. It's just a pain in the butt. So my dad and I have been looking for a new game. Well, I saw that Fortnite was making like a big comeback because they reintroduced the original map and they made it like a big to do for the new season. So on, on a whim, I like jumped on with one of my friends and we had fun and we won and that was cool. So then I was like, dad, would you be interested in Fortnite, like giving it a shot? It's free and, you know, it's kind of fun. It's almost exactly like Warzone. It's what Warzone's based off of. Um, and he was like, yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. And my dad, my dad loves it. He loves it. He bought the season pass. He loves it. And we've gotten yeah. like so many victories. It's great. Yeah, I mean, bits aside, I don't ever want to talk about Fortnite on this show because I value my dignity. But, like, bits aside, I think it is considered a pretty good game by people who play it that aren't 14. Yeah, um, and, you know, it's grown a lot since the original launch of that game. Um, and And it is fun, and it's... I was talking to another friend about this the other day while we were playing, like... Fortnite's just really goofy and fun, 
but it's still like violent enough for people who like Call of Duty esque games to want to play and like fight people. Yeah, I think Fortnite. I was thinking about it the other day because I had some of my kids were talking about the new Battle Pass and like um, how they were like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go home and get like way into Fortnite again. And I was like, I was like, it's actually crazy that like. Fortnite has been around for like the majority of their lives and has been like a huge it's like an institution at this point and like it's not like when it started where it was like oh this is like a three-month phase it's like actually like a huge pillar of gaming which is insane yeah it it has become that over the years yeah it's it's honestly crazy that it's remained uh relevant for as long as it has um it's just so the opposite of what I'm into with like online competitive shooter man games. Yeah. Um and it's usually it's usually the antithesis of what I like too, but it fits in with what, with your life and your dad. Yeah, like what games I play with like Cozy and my dad and stuff. What uh platform are you playing it on? So, um you can you can link your account so you can play on pretty much anything. I've been playing on the PS5, um, and just just as a uh, side ramble, it's my turn to ramble a lot today. Um, I found out that apparently I accidentally started two accounts at some point in time, so I had like some exclusive skins on one account and some on another. So I basically had to like flip a coin and choose an account to to like main. So that was mm. that that was like a stressful 3 days for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean jokes is is Fortnite free? It is. It's free to yeah. it's free to play and the only thing you really pay for it's not like pay to win like you you don't really get any strategic advances by purchasing anything. You just get skins and equipment and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I would play around with you just for the fun of it. Like, I would Shut do Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would I would do it to try it. Um, I'm, I'm going to hate it and jokingly be an old man about it the whole time. But, like, yeah, That's why fine. not? You could, you could despise it all you want. I'm, like, amped about the possibility of just playing anything online with you. Yeah, I don't think I can actually like. I think I can despise it from like a like a this is not for me way, but I don't think I can despise it from like a TikTok way where I'm like it's actually destroying America and its youth. Mm-hmm. Like, like which is what I think people think of Fortnite and is like my gut reaction. But I don't think it's actually when you say the transactions are all just for skins and like useless things it's like oh that's not predatory that feels okay yeah at least maybe maybe there's some predatory things i'm not aware of with fortnite monetization but i don't know yeah i mean it's predatory in that like kids will be like well dad i can play this game for free and their dad's like okay i'll play it for free and then they're like but there's like a batman skin pack for like 18 bucks can i have can I have that? Like it's predatory in that way, but that's just gaming in America with microtransactions. Yeah, well, right. That's not necessarily predatory to just have microtransactions. I would consider it predatory if it was like a 
it's a limited time and they're advertising it really heavily and they're really leaning on the FOMO that like a kid's going to want it and it's going to go away forever. Like that would maybe be predatory or like pay to win in general. At least if the game, the, the integrity of the game is not affected at all by the actual economy. It's like, right. All right, that's fine. Right. And it is, I don't know. It is fun. And like the animation styles, like, fun and cool to look at and you know it's just goofy and fun it has ruined like now i can't say you probably remember that like back in high school or maybe college i used to all the time be like yeah i haven't had ice cream in like over a fortnight um and now i can't say that anymore (laughs) no you can't so i hate that yeah now you have to take the energy the extra energy to say it's been two weeks (laughs) Well, no, I only said that if it was way more than two weeks. I just thought it was the dumbest way to say it. So <laughs> it I is. thought it was funny. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's Fortnite, everybody. <laughs> yeah, boy howdy. How fun. Um, I just wanted to tell a story. I'm not going to talk about Mario Wonder today, but um, I fell pretty hard recently into it, and I want to I wanna tell the story that, like, this, this, this was like a magical story. I wanted to share it on the show. All right, hit me. So last Thursday we had a bunch of people over and uh our our one buddy Rob Rob if you're listening text us um he he recently got a switch and he like has not played games in quite a few years like at least seriously but he he recently got a switch and he got Mario Wonder um and he's been like loving the heck out of it like every time i see him he's like how far you got man and he like is 100 percenting all the wonder seeds and he's like about it yeah so rob was over and a bunch of our other friends and i was like yo you know what we got to do right and he was like what i was like we're gonna make everybody play mario wonder so (laughs) i i made everyone play mario wonder with rob which was hilarious because they like didn't get it and we're very confused and we're shouting and very obnoxious um and it was a great time but this is what happened i think we only played like three or four levels but on level two rob was like yo y'all gotta jump up here with me he was like get jump up here like everybody follow me and found this like he showed me this insane secret to the like an uh a secret flagpole like a secret exit to get another wonder seed and i was like oh my god i never would have found that and it brought me back to like i haven't had that experience with a mario game since i was 10 do you remember when you'd be at your buddy's house and they'd be like yo 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 if you if you go over here go down this secret pipe and and do this special thing you can like unlock i was like dude i totally had this magical experience that i was not expecting to have with this game and it like unlocked a core memory for me that's so awesome i love that yeah, it was just such a, like, magical, I was like, oh, man, like, the actual joy of your friend being like, yo, 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 check this out, the secret exit, um, like, was great. And so now I'm, like, falling way hard into Mario Wonder. Me and Stacy were mostly playing it co-op, but I was like, nah, I think I just got to play through all of it myself and, like, really get way into it, because that, that just, like, unlocked something in me. That is really cool. Yeah, it's it's a great game great game i'm still gonna pick it up at some point i haven't gotten it yet but i will yeah uh speaking of getting things did you get something i got a playstation 
Yeah, Andy got a PS5. I love how you forgot that we hadn't talked about it on the show. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I got a PS5. Which why, Andy? What, what did you get a PS5 for? Because this is why I got a PS5. is because I had a bunch of gigs. Uh... I had a I had a long weekend of gigs two weekends ago and I made a ton of money and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take all of this money that I just banked and I'm going to go buy myself the PS5 because when, when else would be a good time to do it except for when I worked a bunch and made a ton of money all at once. You know what I mean? True. And then I played Spood. <laughs> for anyone who's wondering, Spood. Spood is Andy Talk for Spider-Man 2. Is that what we're talking about today, Andy? Please say yes. Yeah, we're doing it. I'm so excited. This is, uh, we talked about it briefly last time. So if, uh, uh, if you, God, I'm tired. I'm so sorry. You're very tired. I can see it in your little sleepy eyes. No, I'm so excited to talk about Spider-Man. If you, uh, d- this is going to be spoilers. So if you didn't listen to our last episode where we talked about Spider-Man, go check that one out. Um, we're going to be doing spoilers for this one. Yeah. So this is your warning, Cozy. If you ever planned on playing Spider-Man and you don't want spoilers, come back to this episode. And that goes for the rest of you too. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably have a specific cutoff where it's like all right spoil like real heavy spoilers now um but we're gonna we're gonna do the whole thing yeah we're jumping into it because andy and i have both 100 percent of the game and we're gonna talk about it did i tell you that i 100 percented it you knew that yeah you told me oh nice yeah because i wanted to i guess this is our first warning for spoilers i wanted to talk about the one side mission howard Wow, that was you just jumped right to spoilers, huh? I was like, we'll have a portion of the I gave episode a warning. We'll, I mean, we yeah. can circle back to like no we'll, spoiler we'll, stuff. Let's not talk about that mission yet. Okay. You we'll always s- want to jump right to 75. Because I get excited. Spider-Man 2 is the much anticipated release released by Insomniac Games. Uh, which really, it should be Spider-Man 3. Can we talk about that? How come have, we haven't talked about that? Well... I mean you're kind of you're kind of right but there's there's a specific reason why this isn't Spider-Man 3. Um The fact the fact but it's that gonna dip Miles into spoilers. The fact that Miles is basically like a canon character and his entire story that happened in his game is like just straight up part of the canon of this game feels like this should be Spider-Man 3 and Miles Morales was basically Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I think Without going heavy on spoilers, I think the reason that this is Spider-Man 2 and not 3 is because Spider-Man Spider-Man 1 followed Peter and Spider-Man 2 like follows both of them but probably more closely follows Peter. Um I don't think so. You don't think so? No, but and even without that, it's just like, like the 
I don't know. It it feels like the third game in a continuous story. Like it feels like yeah. if you played Spider Man one and not Miles Morales and then two, you're actually missing like a a ton of the actual chunk of the real story. Yeah, that's like, true. That's where it's like weird to me, I guess. And that's not a huge like whatever. You should play Miles Morales. It's great. Yeah, you um, really should. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. Maybe we should just start. At the beginning, you gave a little bit of the setup uh, last time, didn't you? Yeah, I talked very... I tried to do be as broad as possible um, because the game was literally like three days old at that point. But um, basically, you know, the story follows Miles and Peter dealing with Miles and Peter's stuff. Um, Craven the Hunter is on the hunt for, like, worthy prey pretty pretty classic craven the hunter stuff yeah craven the hunter is a cool villain um but yeah you you start the game with this may all be recapped too but you you fight sandman and you find out that like craven was hunting sandman um but sandman gets like captured right by like the police is that what happens to him uh yeah they take him back to the raft basically yeah um, and so Craven is just sort of like in the city and pretty quickly kind of like sets his sights. I mean, really, he like sets his sights on all of the villains. So he like tries to like find and hunt down Scorpion um, and li- the lizard. The lizard. Yeah. The the There's a pretty good chunk of the game where you're actually like following the lizard yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Should we maybe maybe we should just kind of like go go through the story like how it how it unfolds and just kind of explore it together. Okay, let's do it. So, uh, Peter and MJ have a house now, and then they did maybe my least favorite part of the game, which was tidy up Peter's house. Uh, <laughs> I was actually no, shouting. It. I was actually shouting when they were like, fi- it was like. Press R3 to find items to tidy in the house. And I was like, I do this in real life. And then it was like, one of the items you pick up is their insane mortgage bill. And I was like, I have one of those in real life. Stop <laughs> making me do this. Like, <laughs> like it's still, I feel like this game is not any worse than the first game. In fact, like towards the end, it's all just like really good story and really good stuff that plays out. But like, I just, that stuff like still irks me, even though it's done pretty well. And they're like, now go upstairs and find the thing in Peter's room. And then you have a memory with aunt may, which was actually quite touching. Yeah. Um, but so I guess really the most important thing is, uh, Harry Osborn is back. Um, and he's healthy. In the first game, you find out towards the end that he's been pretty ill for the entire thing, basically. Right. Um, do you want to tell us why, how he's more healthy? Yeah, so uh, he's he's healthy, and that's great. And then something, ha- something happens, and I, I honestly don't remember the inciting incident, but basically you find out that Harry is better because he has this what they called a biomechanical suit or something like that. Um, which, you know, is great. Are we doing spoilers yet? (laughs) Well, we're still, we're still pretty early in the story. Um, but don't say what it don't, I mean, everyone knows what it is, but 
Um, wait, can I talk about the reveal? You don't remember when they reveal that he has the suit? Yeah, do it. I forget exactly what the inciting incident is. Um, you're at a you're at a carnival, and the <gasps> hunters right. like wreak havoc. Yeah, and so Spider Man, Pete Spider Man, is trying to like pull up this. Uh, it's like a a roller coaster that's gone off the rails and is about to like fall into like a fiery death trap and he's about to get crushed by like the roller coaster above and that's when Harry like shows up with like these big tentacles coming out of his back and Pete's like Harry and Harry's like Pete <laughs> um, <laughs> What a great moment. Yeah, and they like swing off together and land on a rooftop and they're like I guess we're both superheroes now and they're like yeah, I guess we are. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, that's a really it's it's crazy because it goes from this like really horrifying, sad moment where Spider-Man like basically admits defeat and he like looks the people in the eyes and he's like, I'm sorry. And I'm not going to cry or not going to lie. I cried during that. Yeah, it was it's it's definitely a heavy moment. Yeah. And then it immediately gets really light with the moment you just referenced where Peter's like, Harry? And Harry's like, Pete? And it's immediately funny. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's the inciting incident, which I thought was such a cool way, because I did not expect that to be the moment that I saw Harry. Like, because you knew Harry had, like, a messed up biomechanical suit, because he's, like, weirdly strong. Like, you're exploring the carnival, and he does the, uh, he does the whack-a-hammer game where oh, you like right. try and hit the bell and he, he like smacks it and it shoots up and like destroys the entire bell. Like it flies off of the machine and everyone's like, Harry, are you good? And he's like, uh, I guess I don't know my own strength. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm great. What about you? Did you see that? That was cool. Yeah. So, um, I guess really at this point is when it becomes, it becomes spoilery, right? Yeah. Not, not quite yet. Maybe. Well, it's not a spoiler to say that Harry Harry has the symbiote. Yeah, right. I um, mean, so that but that's the reveal for Peter that Harry has the symbiote. That's that's not a spoiler to say. Yeah. Um and I actually thought this part of the game was really neat because you do run around as like the spider gang or something like they have all this silly dialogue and you go on like a mission with Harry to try. Is this when you're trying to track down the lizard? Oh no. You're trying to break out. Oh, this was so cool. Who's the big, the big oh, strong guy. They're trying to save tombstone from Craven. Yeah. And, and you go on like a superhero mission with Harry who like he makes his own Spider-Man suit like with the symbiote. Um, Which do you, you know go, that reference? I don't think so. So this is maybe a little spoilery. So like listen with caution. But at this point, Harry takes on the kind of identity of what is known in the comic books as Agent Venom. Oh. Yeah, and Agent Venom is, in the comics, it's Flash Thompson with the Venom symbiote who is a hero. Um, And so they kind of, like, gave that mantle to Harry in the game, which was kind of cool. Yeah. It was such a... I don't know. This was such a cool moment because, like, 
you really fall in love with Harry at this point, and yeah. you're like, I I really don't want Harry to be Venom. And like to be clear, like you don't like we know that Venom is the villain, but like we really don't know who Venom is because and this is maybe a spoiler too, but this is shown in like the first cutscene of the game. But in the first cutscene of the game, they show Norman has the symbiote at one point. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, so you really don't know who Venom is, which is great. And like this point in the game, I was just like, please don't let Harry be Venom. I just love, I just love Harry. Yeah. Um. So real quick pause. Who who did you think was Venom at this point? I mean, I, I, I th- at this point, before I like really fell in love with Harry, I thought that Venom was Harry because... I was like, I don't know, it's probably Harry. But um, <clears throat> when I started to fall in love with him more, I was like, maybe the game designers like wouldn't set me up to love him this much if he's going to be the villain. So I didn't know if it was him or Norman. <clears throat> I actually, I thought it was going to be Genki. Yeah, yeah, this is neat. Tell everyone your theory. So <clears throat> within the first like several missions right after the Sandman thing, Genki and Miles are on the phone talking and Miles asks Genki, like, are you mad? And Genki's like, I'm not mad. I'm just like stressed. There's a lot going on. Like you're Spider-Man. It's crazy. And in that moment, I was like, yo, I don't know how they're going to do it, but Genki's going to have that symbiote and he's going to be Venom. And that's going to be really upsetting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I will say, like, I loved that Tombstone has, like, a redemption and you save him. I do, too. Pete and him have, like, a genuine heart-to-heart. Yes. I kind of hope Tombstone makes an appearance in the third one and is, like, almost a hero, basically. Yeah. You know, like, and we'll touch on this more later in the story, but, like, I I just love that – I love that Spider-Man is filled with characters that aren't perfect – like, even, like, I honestly, I feel like the biggest strength of Spider-Man as a as a hero and as a story and as a franchise is, like, I don't really think it's, like, a superhero story a lot of the time because, like, more than half of the time, Peter is losing at any given thing. Yep. Like, he, he, like, literally gets his butt handed to him like eight out of 10 times in any Spider-Man story, yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, so it, it's, I don't know. They're really just great stories about like human people. Like there's a superhero element, but it's, I don't know. Like, do you get what I'm saying? I do. What makes it a good Spider-Man story is the moment he gets back up and says, like makes a conscious decision that he's going to do the right thing. That's when it becomes a superhero story. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, but, like, beyond that, like, he constantly is, like, saved by other people. You know what I mean? Like, he's not some invincible, like, how often is he saved because MJ walks in and shoots somebody or whatever. Like, there's, it's just filled with moments like that. Um, And, like, the the whole redemption of, like, characters that um, aren't noble that, like, have these great arcs. Like, it's, I don't know. It's just, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's really cool and really interesting to watch and really interesting to play. Yeah. Um so yeah, so I also loved that this point in the game, I don't know if this happened to you, but like if you stop crimes on the street, much like Miles will land and help you out, Harry also will. Did that ever happen to you? <gasps> Wait, did it? 
I don't think it did. Yeah, if you like same same with like all the characters that drop in and help you in fights, Harry will do that at this point in the story. Oh my I rushed through the story. I okay, I'm starting a new game tonight. <laughs> what just for that one thing? Jeez. Yes. Well, it's a great game. Um so yeah, so pretty quickly is it Craven that you're fighting? It is Craven that you fight next where the big next thing happens, right? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then you have an awful MJ mission. I'll air my grievances later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you have an awful MJ mission, which leads to you. So you need to free. You're trying to free the guy who is the lizard at this point. Dr. From Connors. Dr. Connors, yeah, who's also the lizard because he. What, he, is this the point where you need him to... No, you're not trying to rescue him for any particular reason. You're just trying to rescue him, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you, you kind of rescue him, but it leads to a climax where Craven shows up. Um, and Craven. We're, we're like way spoiler territory, by the way. Like at this point, you should be out if you have not finished this game. Like, yeah, we're, we're going to hop in now, so... We're we're submerging into the hot tub of spoilers. So Craven stabs Peter, and he like ba- <laughs> there it he is. Like bas- <laughs> he like basically dies. Um, and the thing that saves him is the symbiote transfers from Harry to Peter. Dun dun dun. Um, it like chooses him. Um, which is very spooky. Um. And then, yeah, and then and then Harry is ill now because he needed, like, the symbiote to stay alive and be well. So the whole next arc really is Pete and MJ are trying to get Dr. Connors, who is now turning back into the lizard because he's the only one who knows how to, like, create this symbiote or or really cure Harry at all. Right. Um, and this is when you get to play as Goopy Pete. Yeah, now you get to play as Goopy Pete, and he has Goopy Pete powers, um, which are super fun. The suit looks so good. Dude, what a dream come true to play as Goopy Pete. It's been a while since we had a Spider-Man game where you can play as Goopy Pete. The last one I can think of was Shattered Dimensions, which was on the PS3. And it wasn't as cool as this Goopy It wasn't half as cool i mean like even like when they show you when they showed the demo uh trailer of like actually playing as um symbiote spider-man you're just like oh my god like what this is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life yep my job was on the floor yeah, and like it just for some reason it was way cooler than in the demo. Like, like I saw it on the trailer, but when you actually get to play it, you're like, "Yo, this is so unbelievably cool." Yes. Yeah. Um. I, maybe we should just talk about how cool this game is for a second. Before I think we, we have to. It's so good. So, it's so good. Um. I like I think so much of this game feels like such a miracle of modern science. Like 
Like, dude, just like honestly, the finishers, like every finisher and everything that happens in combat in the world is just like, I can't believe they pulled this off. You know what I mean? Dude, I know. It's like, this feels like a real model of New York that you play in. Yeah, well, right. But I mean, like, I mean, just the combat. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy that, like, you, like, one of the moves you have as Symbiote Pete is, like, you have this crazy, like, goopy arm that, like, shoots out and, like, like, suctions onto the enemy's heads and, like, it just, like, wildly destroys them. And the camera swings and it looks epic. And, like, like, just think about how wild it is that they just got that to happen anywhere in the game at any time. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I can't even fathom, like, what it takes to do that yeah like i mean and like games on this scale that have really great battle animations and stuff that i can think of i feel like are rpgs or like turn-based rpgs where like all they have to focus on is like a specific camera angle in a specific scenario where they have to make a cool battle animation. Mm. And in this game, it just happens anywhere at any time. And it always looks amazing. Like I can't believe it. Yeah. It's crazy. Like miles's finishers are insane. Like he had, like you do a finisher and like he throws enemies up in the air and does like this crazy, insane lightning kick. (laughs) And like the cameras, like, I don't know the way it swings in and out of all these crazy battle animations like seamlessly blows my mind every time it looks so good it's really awesome yeah i and like i love that it happens quick because it doesn't feel like oh hey the game is gonna do a cool animation now and it's out of my control like you activate when all those cool things happen and then you just go right back to being spider-man yeah yeah it doesn't feel like you're impeded by like oh i have to watch a little little animation now that's okay yeah, it it really feels like seamlessly part of um everything. Even like just as simple as like if you're in the air and you hold down square, you'll you'll like do a a swing kick into the enemies. Yes. But like isn't it wild that that just happens anywhere at any time? Yeah. They they made it so you can be literally anywhere and do that. It's like cra- it's crazy how well everything works. Um yeah, and I love how I love all the abilities like and the gadgets and oh everything like just the it's so good. Yeah. I'm surprised. I had a thought part of the way through this game. I was like this game's like pretty challenging, especially for you. I was like this game is pretty tough at moments. I was shocked that you just like blasted through it. Yeah, I'm, you know what, maybe that's why it took me a little longer to finish it than it took you, because there were definitely moments that I got hung up on where I was like, I can do this, I can do this, I am Spider-Man, I can do this. Yeah, there's definitely a focus on, like, tougher boss fights in this game, which I really appreciate, because they're awesome, they're all awesome. Oh my god, dude, I know. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's a little bit of a criticism that the boss fights are kind of samey because it does feel like a, a, I mean, there's only so many boss fights, but once you've played like three, two or three boss fights, you're like, oh, they're all kind of the same thing. Yeah. 
Um, I guess the biggest introductions, really, I think the only change to combat they did in this game is there are now, <clears throat> um, there are now attacks from enemies that require a specific response from you. So there are attacks that cannot be. Well, first of all, there are attacks that can be parried. So you have a parry mechanic now, and if you time it at the right time, it will stun enemies. There are specific attacks that can't be dodged. You have to parry them, and you have to parry them um, precisely at the mm -hmm. right time. And then there are attacks that can't be parried. They have to be dodged. Right. Um, which really ties into the boss fights because it feels like every boss has, like, some pretty repetitive patterns that end with like a big parry move or a big dodge finisher move. And you kind of just have to like learn the dodging patterns and really whittle the bosses down a ton. Yeah. Um, the lizard fight gave me some struggles. Yeah. The lizard fight was the toughest I think, but I think that's cause it was the first one because the lizard fight is when they really teach you. They're like, all right, you have to learn the patterns of the enemy. You have to parry when he hits you with a parry attack, and you have to dodge him. Like, you can't brute brute force your way through that fight at all. Right. You really have to learn. That was really when I parried for the first time, period, because up till then, you're like, well, why would I parry enemies so I could just dodge them and then hit them? Right. Um, so I, it was also the toughest one for me, but I think that's just because that's when I really learned how to play it, you know? Yeah, right. But the lizard fight is so cool, though. It's so cool. Lizard in this game looks so dope. Yeah, he he looks amazing. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I like. I really love like the combat. I will say, the end game enemies are a little too beefy. Some of them, they're definitely a little too spongy. Yeah, some um, of them feel like hitting a sponge for sure. Yeah, and. I love the abilities. I love that, like, there's, like, a, a logic to the abilities, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense, and I would agree with cause, that. Because, like, now you're playing as, as Pete and Miles, right? And so Pete has Goopy Pete. Pete has uh, Spider, Mechanical Spider Pete. Is that the right? Arms Pete? Yeah, he has, like, spi he's like Mechanical Spider Arms. Yeah. And then Miles has his electricity, but he also has, like, his blue goopy electricity. Yeah, Miles gets a new power in this game, too. Yeah, and so you have a ton of choices. Like, you, at any given time, your special ability, like, let's say you hold down L1 and press square, that could be, like, your goopy punch arm with Pete, where you shoot out your crazy, your crazy punch. Um, but, like, the square button is always the crazy punch, yeah. So it with your mechanical spider arms, you have a crazy mechanical spider arm punch. And then with Miles, your two moves that you use with L1 and Square are like different variations of the electrical punch move. Right. Um and like same with um same with X and same with circle and same with um triangle like each one of those buttons has like a logic mapped to it which really helps because i feel like in the later game when you're like oh i have goopy pete i have mechanical pete and now i'm playing as miles you the as much as you're playing two spider-men their abilities are really largely the same except for like a couple couple tweaks yeah like at their core they 
have similar functions, but they feel and look different. Right, which goes a long way to like helping yes. you seamlessly play as both. Because that was like one of my worries is I was like, I don't want to have to play as both and memorize two move sets, and then like, I don't want to like have a preference over which one to play because then it'll be like annoying when I have to play as the one that I don't like as much. Yeah. Um, do you have a they, preference? I think I do, but like not by much. I love playing as Symbiote Pete so much because it just looks and feels amazing. But I I don't know. I think I like playing as Miles equally as much too, to be honest. It, it's like whenever I switch to the other one, I'm like, oh, cool, I get to play as Miles now. Like, And then when yeah. I switch to Pete, I'm like, oh, cool, I get to play as Pete now, which is how did they pull that off? It's a miracle of science. I know. I was worried that I wasn't going to enjoy playing as Miles as much. And then at some point I was playing and I was like, I feel like I haven't been Peter in a couple hours. I should probably switch to Peter. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh It's cool, man. So the combat's great. It's really it's really got a couple tweaks that make it just way more exciting and interesting, but it's really largely the same overall, you know? Yeah. And the boss fights are great, even if they're a little um repetitive. Definitely a little spongy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, back to the story, I guess. Yeah, let's just walk through it. Cool. So at this point, where'd we leave off? Oh, um, so we're Craven, tracking down lizard. Yeah, uh, we we are Goopy Pete. We're tracking down the lizard because he, Doctor Connors, is the only one who would know how to get the suit off of Peter back onto Harry. Um. And we find him, we fight him, difficult boss fight. Um, and is it is it at that moment that you learn the truth about what Venom is? In the lizard fight? Yeah, after that. Like, once you get Dr. Connors back to the lab. No, not yet. I don't remember how it goes. I finished that game lickety split and I haven't, I haven't like replayed the game. So the story beats are a little fuzzy to me because it's been like almost a month now. You get Connor's back and he is basically like, when you get him back, he's like, we need to get that suit off of you. And like, as this is going on, like as you're tracking down, Connors you're slowly seeing Peter get like more and more unhinged through all of the dialogue like he's becoming more aggressive to Miles um he's becoming more aggressive towards MJ but when you rescue Connors Connors is like yeah we have to get that thing off of you it, like it has to be destroyed and Peter's like uh like absolutely not you cannot and so like he kind of just goes rogue and is like yeah, so, like, even MJ's like, all right, like, you rescued Connors. Are we going to get the suit off of you or what? And he's like, he's like, we'll figure it out. Like, everything, like, Harry will be fine. And, like, he won't, he just kind of starts going insane at this point. Right. Um, And then you have the cool mission where, like, um, Pete comes home and he goes to sleep. And then he, like his house gets attacked by hunters, but he just disappears. Like he just goes completely MIA. Oh yeah. And you play, you play as MJ, like avoiding all of the hunters. And like, even when you do see Pete, 
he's like not there at all. Like she's like, Pete, like I need you to come save me. And he just like swings off into the distance. Um, and so you and miles track him down and, uh, you have like this long, you have like this long sequence where you get trapped in like this underground tunnel with Peter, which is so horrifying by the it's way. It's really the creepy. Way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. It's definitely, it's definitely spooky. Like getting to play as other characters, like experiencing Peter go nuts. Yeah. Um, so all of that basically leads up to Craven who finally like he finally encounters Pete and like that really has become his biggest target since he's seen Peter like going insane with the symbiote and stuff. And uh Peter fights off Craven and then Miles you have to defeat Peter as Miles, which is so cool which and upsetting. I was really hoping that they were going to do that. As soon as yeah. they announced that um, you were going to be Goopy Pete at some point, I was like, yo, if we don't get a Miles v. Peter fight, I'm done. Yeah, I think everybody knew immediately that that was going to happen because, like, the whole thing with the symbiote is that it turns Pete into, like, a bad dude and, like, he right. slowly goes insane. And that fight was so good and so hard and so good. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't find it to be crazy difficult. Um, Craven was again, harder than Pete was. Yeah, I thought they were both. I don't know. Again, they they both kind of felt the same because really, you're doing the same thing, which is like mostly dodge, get a couple hits, mostly dodge. Oh, you have to parry, mostly dodge. Then you got to use an ability, mostly dodge. Yeah, then you got to parry. Um. So you really got into the flow, or I got into the flow of those. Um, yeah, which is so cool. Like, I don't know, playing that sequence is, like, so... Playing the whole part where you're playing as Peter losing his mind is so upsetting and fascinating because you're playing as Pete the whole time. I kind of thought you would play as Miles more when Peter starts to go crazy, but you just get to play as Peter the whole time. Yeah, you just play as aggressive Pete. Yeah, which is hilarious i love that even like stopping crimes at this moment the dialogue is rewritten to be different yeah like everything in the game they rewrote dialogue for peter to to be a different character at this point like you stop crimes and he's like that felt good like he says creepy stuff and you're like whoa that's not cool yeah it's really unsettling yeah um what a cool segment but i will say though when I, when I, when you lose Goopy Pete, I was like, okay, though, like, th this is where I was like, I, PlayStation Studios, I don't want to be playing ex an experience, I want to play a game. They better figure out a way to give me those Goopy powers back, or I'm gonna, like, this game is gonna be a 6 out of 10 in my eyes if I don't get them Goopy powers back, because they're so fun. Yeah, I was wondering what they were gonna do, too, like, even, even before that point in the game, like... Um, when they show you that you're going to be Goopy Pete and then they show you that you're going to fight Venom, I was like, okay, so what, like, what happens? Do you get Goopy powers back after you beat Venom, like, post-game? Like, what do they do? And boy, howdy, did they handle it. Yeah. Um, I, it's so cool when you get the Goopy powers back. Oh, it's great. 
Um, and so, yeah, when when does the when does the whole thing happen? Is this is this when we get the big Venom reveal? Uh, it's like right after that. So it is. You, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you as Miles beat Peter, and you're like, you you can do it. Like, get it, get it off of you. And Peter has a really dramatic moment of like ripping the suit off, and it's really cool. And they trap the symbiote in a little capsule thing, and they bring it back to Oscorp. Um, and I think that's when you talk to Doctor Connors about what it actually is. Right? No, Connors tells you before that. Oh, before that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, right. You bring Pete... it you bring it to him directly. Yeah, well now you bring it to Harry. Oh yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting events mixed up. Yeah. So yeah, you go you go straight to uh Oscorp <clears throat> where you meet Harry and like Harry, you've also been seeing Harry unravel through all this time because he's been getting more and more ill, and he, like, it's pretty clear at this point that he's given up on the fact that Peter is going to save him, and he's he's grown, like, pretty resentful towards Peter because he's like, oh, you're out there swinging with the symbiote, and, like, I'm going to die in here literally alone. Um, So you bring it back. You try to explain to Harry, like, dude this thing's a monster like it's gonna destroy you if it attaches to you and he like goes really unhinged and throws his cane the symbiote explodes out of the container and that's when you get like full-on straight-up venom yep and and if you're still listening get ready for the big probably the biggest spoiler for the game so if you're still listening get ready this was a big spoiler no one no one knew this was gonna happen you get to play as Venom for the first time in, like, years. Yeah. Was first time cool? I can think of since PS2 era. Yeah. I don't know. Was, were you, like, excited about that? Yeah, I was like, shut up. I get to play as Venom? That's dope. That hasn't happened since Ultimate Spider-Man on uh, PS2. Yeah. I, I'm sure it was kind of cool. I wasn't like that. I was mostly confused because... I was like, so is Venom going to be like a quasi good guy at some point? Like, is he like an actual playable character or is this just fan service? And it's just fan service. But it's good fan service. Well, I guess what's neat about it is you, you get to fight Craven as Venom. Yeah. <laughs> um, So you bust out of the Oscorp building and Craven finds you and like... I guess we didn't even really explain Craven as a villain, what, but like, what a cool villain Craven is! By the Such way, such a cool villain. Yeah, we kind of glossed over like why he's doing this big hunt. Yeah, tell the listeners. So, in a in a mission as Peter, you basically find out that Craven is also sick and is also dying, and so he's trying to die in battle. And to do that, he's finding he's trying to find the most worthy opponent to take him out in battle. Yeah, it's sort of like the idea that he wants to die an honorable ne- death and not like wither away from his sickness. Right. Um, and so he keeps, even when you're fighting him as Peter, he keeps saying like, "Stop, hold! Like, why are you holding back? Like, I want you to actually fight me and actually kill me." Um, which. 
that's such an interesting thing because when when Harry gets the symbiote and he becomes Venom, I was like, okay, but why would he be a big, strong, crazy, muscular, goopy guy when Pete just had the symbiote and he wasn't? And I was like, oh, that's because Peter was able to hold the symbiote back the whole time. Right. Like he was was sort of containing it by fusing with it like when it fuses with harry's rage is like when you get to really see the monstrosity of it you know yeah yeah it merges with not only harry but harry's resentment towards peter and now spider-man and venom also resents spider-man right and yeah like harry harry is not attempting to hold it back in any way he's just going full rage mode right and venom looks so good in this game oh my god yeah, dude's got a butt. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I couldn't you, believe it. You texted me and you were like, yo, Venom's got cake. I was like, why? <laughs> I I feel I feel like he's kind of goofy looking, but he looks cool for sure. He looks great. Um, yeah, and then I can't believe how Venom kills Craven, my guy. It was so disturbing. It's so vicious. He like straight up bites into his head and like rips his head off. Yeah, he chomps it clean off. It's horrifying. It is horrifying. It's really unsettling. What a dark moment. Yeah, like and, and I think unexpectedly dark for for this game. Like they this these games have not had moments that dark. Yeah. I mean, there's death and stuff and like sad things happen, but not like just savagely vicious things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, so then Venom, he gets like a meteorite thing, and he goes like full. The city gets like exploded with like creepy Venom goop. Yeah. Right? So yeah. So during this time, you basically find out that Venom is in fact an alien that came from a meteorite, and they kind of changed Doctor Connor's history, which I thought was interesting. He loses his arm because the symbiote when it crash lands on earth attaches to Dr. Connors first and they basically like shoot his arm off. So that was an interesting turn of events because in the comic books, like he just loses his arm, like in the war or whatever. Um, yeah, but they, they changed that to be more vicious also. Um, and so you find out that venom is this like alien that they've been keeping in check all this time. And now it's not in check, and everything is crazy. Yeah, I honestly, like, I don't know as much about, like, how Venom plays out, at least what I remember besides, like, the movies and things I've seen in the comics. The whole crazy city exploding with, like, Venom and little Venom zombies, is that, like, a new thing for Venom? Um, usually that's a carnage thing, I think. Um, but the symbol that's on the meteorite is a reference to a character called Null, who is like the god of symbiotes, basically. So they mix like a couple different storylines in this. Um, the interestingly enough, um, the symbiotes that like civilians become and stuff are references to, um, like carnage's friends basically um but like that's that's a whole other thing but that's cool look look that up 
that's that's like a really fun nod um hmm. and so yeah they like they mix a couple different storylines they mix like maximum i think it's maximum carnage that they do that in where hmm. the sim the city becomes like symbiotized but they Neat. do it but they do it with venom instead which is really interesting it's just a more it, it's a from a gameplay perspective it makes the most sense because it the game it, just like in the first game you hit a point where now there's suddenly really really high stakes yeah um which feels cool because now like there are symbiotes out in the world and you you have to fight them and there's these like symbiote bases that have cropped up everywhere like it looks like the straight up apocalypse which is so awesome yeah it's crazy actually this is very similar to um what game it's uh what year did that come out i don't know i think it was also on ps2 or ps3 called spider-man web of shadows have you heard of it no they do something kind of similar to this where venom basically like symbiotizes the whole city and like you fight superheroes that become symbiotes it's really it's that's a crazy game huh yeah so like at this point it's pretty much uh, find the meteor, go stop Venom type deal. Uh, there's a quick little cameo from Lady Venom, so that's neat. Oh, that's Scream. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, they AKA symbiotized Lady MJ Venom. and MJ. Why did I say it like that? MJ. MJ. I don't know, I don't know either. Um, but they make her a symbiote called Scream which is also different from the comics. So that's really fun. And that that fight like gave me anxiety. Did it? Yeah, like she's saying all this mean stuff to Peter and it's like dang, does she really like feel that way? That's messed up. That's Well Yeah, like that's stuff. kind of that's kind of their way. That's really their first nod to the player that um the symbiote has like a psychological element to it mm-hmm. because MJ is is saying all this stuff that like she doesn't mean, but is is rooted in some sort of of truth that she's like saying like oh like I gave up my career just to like support our house, like everything is all about you all the time as Spider Man and I'm just thrown to the side and like that's when like even Peter's like what is what is happening um and that's sort of their way of telling you that the symbiote has this psychological. Um, element that like feeds on people's personal darkness right um which there will be more of later um (laughs) um so yeah and then then there's lee why don't i remember how we get lee Um, oh because miles gets captured by craven yes and they're basically placed in like a coliseum of sorts where they're forced to fight to the death which is so it's like such a huge moment because Miles the whole game has been hunting Lee like he's he's been set on revenge um but like you learn from Lee like in this moment he's like I don't want to like kill anyone like I've I've done my time and I'm just trying to like I'm just trying to move on um and then you do like the whole mind thing like you do in the first game where Lee goes into your mind and all this stuff but like you actually kind of surprisingly like break Lee with the reveal that like 
like Miles is fighting in his little mind camp against Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lee's like trying to break him. But Miles is like, yeah, the like the reason I'm out to get you is because you murdered my father, like in Times Square. And that like actually ironically breaks Lee because he's been trying to move on and he's like, holy crap, like I've done so much worse than I ever thought I did and I can't reconcile it. Right. Um, so Miles like launches Lee out instead of killing him, which is such a triumphant moment. Yeah. Um, Cause they're in like this big Coliseum and, and Craven's like, you have to fight to the death. Like there's no escaping. So Miles kicks him out and is like, go find the other Spider-Man. That's like our only way out of this mess. Right. Um, which is just like so cool. Like the whole, the whole arc with Lee. So then that, you know, they do all three of them come together. Like Spider-Man's about to be killed by a bunch of symbiotes. Um, and Lee somehow Lee and miles both end up in Peter's mind at the same time. Yeah. I forget what happens. Something, something happens to, is it the symbiotes get Peter? what yeah what happens is the symbiotes get peter but like the whole game they're kind of like teasing like even though the symbiote left pete's body there's part of it within him still so he gets covered in like the black venom goop again oh right and they go together into his mind to like free him from uh from the symbiote which is is so epic and like working with lee together as he as he like has his own heroic redemption arc is so like triumphant and moving. Yeah. It's really touching. Um, I really was not expecting to be so pulled in by like Lee trying to redeem himself. Um, Yeah. But basically Lee using his mind powers is the one who frees Peter from the symbiote. Uh, and not and only f- not only frees him from the symbiote, he uh, he basically creates. So he creates what in the comics is called anti venom, um, and so Peter like wakes up and has a symbiote, but it's no ordinary symbiote. Like it's not connected to the hive mind that venom has like unleashed on the city. Um, it's all the same powers with none of the drawbacks and it's, it looks so good. And so he has these anti-venom powers that can burn symbiotes out of people. Yeah. Which is neat. I don't remember what happens. They're like, Miles says like, what's going to happen to you, Lee? Lee doesn't die after this, does he? No, he does lose his powers though. He just goes his own way. He loses his powers. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is that's their way basically of giving you the venom powers back without Pete being evil still. Yeah. Is like you you have the same abilities and actually some more more effective ones, which is cool. But now you've got like white goopies instead of black goopies. Oh, it's so cool. And it leaves like a burn mark on the symbiotes when you fight them with the white goopies. Yeah. Which is pretty deep. Um and uh, is also like massively helpful because at this point every time you have to fight symbiotes you're like dude i am getting my butt kicked by these Mm -hmm. things they are they are kicking my butt i took out a few um of the venom of the symbiote camps in the city before i had the anti-venom powers and Mm -hmm. it was so hard i was like i realized they are hard 
Yeah, I should not have done that without the anti-venom powers. Yeah. Yeah. Um So yeah, man, and that that's really like the biggest that's like the biggest cool reveal of the whole game is the anti-venom thing. Yeah, I can't believe they managed to keep that a secret. Like no leaks that I saw. Crazy. Yeah. I forgot to mention at this point um this was the day after the Mario Wonder, and we still had some friends over because they slept over. And in the morning, I was just like, I don't care. I'm just playing Spider-Man. Everyone can just watch me play. <laughs> um, and during all of these touching scenes with Martin, like as he's having his redemption, I had the Bodega cat suit on Miles. And so all... <laughs> All of these cutscenes, there's like the cat coming out of the backpack, and we were all just losing it. Like it destroyed all of the tension of these moving. Oh my gosh! Ah, <laughs> oh, it was so cool. That's um, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Then you have a final. MJ mission, which made me so mad. Yeah, I think I think my biggest complaint about the MJ missions in this game is like, how is she one shotting these enemies that I'm like brutally wrecking and like having a hard time with and stuff as Spider Man? And she's like, she's got like a taser and she's like one shotting all these symbiotes and stuff. Yeah, every well, she doesn't ever fight symbiotes. Yes, she Just does. to be clear. No. Yes, she does in the final mission. Well, she shoots him with a gun, though. She's not, like, tasing them. Yeah, but it's like a taser gun. Whatever. But you and everyone else, by the way, everyone else on the internet is like, yeah, this... I don't really care about that. It just... It made me mad because you go to Pete's house and it's like the game's like, are you ready to start the final mission? This is like really the last one. Like you got to go level up and do your stuff. And you're like, okay. And then you start the final mission and like, they're like, all right, we got this plan. And it's really like Avenger style. They have like a little like board game and they're like, this is me. I'll go to position one and I got to distract Venom because what does Harry want more than his best friend to help him heal the world? And while Pete does that, we'll go in his miles. And, de- and it's all like epic and you're like, yo, I'm so ready to fight Venom. I'm so amped up. Let's do it. Let's go, go punch some Venom. Let's do it. And then they're like, here's a boring MJ mission. <laughs> and by the way, it's also Call of Duty. And I was like, I did not sign up for any of this. I did not sign up for stealth. I did not sign up for shooting guys Call of Duty style. I would like it destroyed the momentum. It genuinely like brought the game from like a ten to a nine point five to me. I was like, it actually who's the executive? There's got to be an executive, Trevor. You know there's one at Sony who's like, we got to do the stealth missions. There's got to be MJ. Like, why else would it be in there? So the game director, Brian Intihar, I think in an interview said, quote, if people don't like the MJ missions, I don't give a blank. That's fine. I, It's, it's not fine because he's wrong. But like... <laughs> But that's my whole point, right? Is like as you're playing the game, you get the feeling like, oh, this is only in here because there was one guy that was like, there has to be these missions in here. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it yeah. just, in the first game and in the Miles game too, it didn't, it just doesn't gel with anything else that's happening in the game. They're just like, well, you got those stealth now for no reason other than you gotta. Yeah, I guess so. 
But, uh, and again, like, I'm fine to be like, that's not for me. Maybe other people like it. But the placement of the very last mission is just downright atrocious. And it breaks the, the epic momentum of everything that's about to happen in a way that I can't believe they were like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I guess that's fair. It's more than fair, Trevor. It's accurate. Yeah, I don't know. They don't bother me one way or the other. The MJ missions, they're just they're they're just there. But the last one, that's the one where I like have the huge gripe. Yeah, that's fair. Why don't they let me skip them? They let me skip puzzles. I don't know. They let me skip puzzles. <laughs> I I can't help you. I don't know. <laughs> Then you fight Venom, and uh, you think you have to kill Harry, but then you don't at the end. Yeah, and then there's a post-credit scene, and Harry's, like, in a coma, and Norman's like, get the G-serum ready, and you don't know if it's for him or if it's for Harry. TBD. Yeah. I mean, not to make light of the last the last Venom boss. It's, it's really cool and epic. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> moving and stuff um that fight was hard it took me a while to get through just the first phase with peter yeah it's it's tough it's again i don't think it's any tougher than the other missions especially considering like you really just have to learn the patterns and do the same stuff as the other boss fights yeah can we talk about venom with giant bat wings (laughs) yo yes we can oh my god yeah Venom's like actually pretty horrifying like I feel like maybe it's just me or maybe it's all Spider-Man fans but I tend to not think of Venom as that scary because he's kind of like the de facto Spider-Man villain yeah um but he's horrifying yeah I think he he's supposed to be horrifying in a lot of tellings of Spider-Man this one takes the cake for me yeah um Truly, he's he's pretty scary, especially in the way like with the symbiote hive mind and everything is is terrifying. Very. Um, we didn't even really get into like the the variety of of collectibles in the game, which I feel like There's is a so huge many. highlight. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even get to mention my other huge gripe, which is which is press L two to look for things. <laughs> Why is that your gripe? Because it's annoying. Okay. There's so many missions where they're like, hey, go stand here and press L2 and look around until you found the right thing to look at. That's not fun. (laughs) (laughs) And you know how I know it's not fun? Because you didn't have fun. Yes, but besides (laughs) that, is that in The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword... There's an entire mechanic where you do exactly that. It's called dowsing. And everybody on the entire planet is like, their comment about that is like, that's not fun. Why did Nintendo think that looking at things to follow directions was fun? And I hate it. And they were like, what if we took that from Zelda? The the one thing everybody hates from that one Zelda game and put it into Spider-Man. It's not fun to look at things. Yeah. It didn't bother me. I wasn't like, yeah, I get to look at stuff, but it didn't bother me. It bothered me. Okay. I I, I just, like, I hate, I will say this, too. I hate that the game's, like, 
time to follow directions now. Like, what is this, social studies class? <laughs> like, there's so much social studies class in these games. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, press R3 till you see the one interactable thing that you must interact with to continue. Like, that, to me doesn't feel like playing a game it's generally excusable for me in these games because you're you're playing spider-man and it's so cool to just be in a spider-man movie that i'm like it's fine like like there are going to be times when you have to do one specific thing yeah. but press l2 to look around nah yeah not about it that's fair but anyway uh there's like vultures and then there's spider bots yeah, robot, the little robot spider bots. vultures and stuff. Sp- did you collect all the spider bots? I did. I didn't really get the cutscene they give you for doing it. Um, I mean, I think I did. Yeah, that is a... Here's a big spoiler for you. That is a direct tie-in to the Into the Spider-Verse franchise. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because they very clearly are like, this is an alternate universe thing that's right. happening. Right, right. I love that it's PS2 graphics, though. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, well, they, yeah, they did that on purpose for it to be like, oh, it's another dimension. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Um, the spider bots are neat. They're kind of just the backpacks, but for some reason, they're cooler to collect than backpacks. Yeah, because they're they're different styles of spider bots. Yeah. Instead of like, remember that have... time I lost a twenty dollar <laughs> backpack. <laughs> And they may had to buy me another one. Yeah. Well, and they all have neat little lines of dialogue to go with which spider bot you collect, which is cool, too. Yeah. Um, I think most memorable for me is when you collect the spider punk spider bot. And he's like, oi, oi, oi. I don't know why. It's just really funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this game is just filled with so much like heart and love and soul. Oh, you know what so I mean? So much, dude. And I think that's probably, like, best exemplified by the fact that this is, like, a 10-hour game. It's not, like, a crazy, insanely over-the-top packed with a million hours of content. It's, like, pretty brief, but everything in this game is quality over quantity, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, me too. So good. Um, which is weird because it feels like there's so much, and I think that's c- just because there's, like, a variety of, of things. Right. But... Like, man, finishing the main story and then just being like, cool, that's like half of the game. Now I get to just be Spider-Man for the other half yep. is the best feeling on the whole planet. <sighs> Lots of Spider-Man to do. I would occasionally take breaks that weekend when I was playing and like come out and talk to Jen for a little bit. And then be like, all right, I love you. I have Spider-Maning to do or I have a city to save. I got to go save New York. Yeah, it, it just like... It's just so cool, man, to to do all of the cleanup missions after you've saved New York City. I don't know why that part of it is what feels so good to me, but that's the part I love the most. Yeah, you're cleansing the city of evil. Yeah, and, like, you don't have to anymore. Like, it's not the main campaign. You're just doing it because you're Spider-Man, and that's what Spider-Man would do. Yeah. Did you purposefully ignore crimes when you were black suit spider-man no i did why because it was like i don't know it was like i'm i'm spider-man i don't i'm a i don't need to i'm a punk now oh 
I don't know. No, I stopped the crimes. Also, I didn't know this, but um, we were wrong about the crimes. In this game, they are just randomly generated. There is no completion bonus for doing any of the crimes. Oh. Huh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, yeah, you just get... I think you get gadget parts, which are used to upgrade your suit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. It's probably fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I liked it in the first game because... I don't know. I feel like if you're like, oh, the crimes are just randomly generated, it's like really easy to ignore them and just be like, well, that's just a thing the game generated over there. But once you learn, oh, there's actually like 25 crimes that happen in Brooklyn and each one you you solve, you're actually closer to completing the game. You're like, well, I have to stop every crime I see now. Right. Um, but when you find out, like, oh, it's just a randomly generated thing that I can ignore with no consequence, you're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. That it's I, I could go one way or the other on it. It's still cool to stop crimes. Oh, it's very cool. Um, but it's cooler in the first game. You have web wings. <sighs> I feel like this. Are we going to make this a two part episode? Because, like, I could talk about this game forever. Is there more to talk about? There's the flame side mission. There's Mysterio. Mysterio. There's all of the all of the side. Howard. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, maybe we sh- maybe we should maybe we should make it a two parter. This let's call this the spoiler story episode. And then maybe we need to talk more about, like, side mission stuff. Howard. Howard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe next episode will be brief and we'll just do... We'll, we'll, we'll do like think a about it this up. way. This was the main story and then next week will be, like, the cleanup that you do in the post game. Yeah. <laughs> just like in real Spider-Man. Just like in Spider-Man land. Just like in Howard. Howard. Why do I feel like this episode is going to be named something to do with Howard? That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> what do you mean something to do with? I don't know, like some goofy pun like Howard 2, Return of the Howard. I don't know. Oh, or we could call it uh, Howard. <laughs> this episode has a name. Its name is Howard. Howard, if you're listening, text us. Uh, Classic. We didn't even talk about Howard in this one. I know. That's why it's funny. It's a (coughs) a teaser for next time. Yeah. Sorry, I almost died on camera. I mean, not for everyone else, just for me. You're saying if I died, it would only be for you and not for everybody? On camera. They can't see you, Andy. This has been Baby Got Backlog, everybody. <laughs> Did you forget that this is a podcast and not a like no, a I was just, no, I was just making a joke and you didn't get it, clearly. Clearly. Yeah, I'm the idiot here. 
Yeah, you usually are. Uh, <laughs> remember that time I tricked you into thinking we got a cease and desist? Um, yeah, for like five minutes. Next time we finish up talking about Spider Man, it should be brief, but it'll be a little. Yeah, we'll be a little wrap up. We'll do a little clean up on Isle Spider Man. Clean up on Isle Spider Man. Howard. Left the little black goopies in aisle 12. Ew. Well, because cause the symbiote. Oh, I thought you meant. Never mind. Howard. <laughs> okay. Um, find Trevor at all the places. Don't find me anywhere. Yeah, I'm on all the things at Trevor in the Hall. Find me he's there. On most of the th- he's on most of the things. Yeah. Yeah. He's on he's on Tumblr mostly. I haven't been on Tumblr in years. But when I was, I was at Trevor in the Hall. Listen, I don't mean to do a tangent, it's real quick, but yesterday Stacy's mom got a new iPhone and Stacy was helping her mom set it up and she was like, Mom, do you have a Tumblr account? <laughs> and her mom was like, Yeah. And we <laughs> we were like, Why? She was like, I signed up for it. I wanted one. And we were like, oh. Okay. Okay. And then we just moved on with our lives. But like, what? <laughs> wow. Now I know that Louisa has uh, a Tumblr. Like, is there content on Tumblr for old Italian ladies? <laughs> <laughs> like, what content? Like, what? what is? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, this has been Baby Got Backlog. God help you if you listened to any of this, but thank you. Yeah. We love you. Thanks for listening, everybody. <sighs> You're welcome. Oh, okay. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.